You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. Welcome to From the Cheap Seats after a week off. We are back. Back, back, back. I'm excited, guys. I feel like I haven't seen you, Brandon, in a month. This might be. Quite seriously, the longest you and I have gone without seeing each other in three years, probably. Yeah, I went on some trek. Your beard has like come in fiercely. Yeah, my beard's out of control. I can't keep it very long. I love that you're like growing it. You're not doing the traditional spread thing. You got it coming down to the point, just like me, dog. It kind of naturally does this because I haven't really shaved at all. So maybe I'm just like. (laughs) Inbred inherently, like <laughs> it just grows in how it's gonna grow in. It's I don't looking know. good, man. It's looking good. Thanks. Trent, you got yours, yours, dude. I didn't even recognize that your beard has come in, and you got normally you have just sort of the the post stubble type situation going on, but for the winter, you grew that joker in, man. What's going on? I'm trying to keep up with Brandon over there. All right, it's cold for a minute, dude. I'm gonna tell you today. The weather here in Central North Carolina was weird because it was bright. It looked like it was warm out, but no, no, it was all. Well, you know they say about the weather here. Uh, yeah. If you don't like it, just wait an hour. They say that about the weather everywhere. Not I don't like think North Carolina. Really they really do. <laughs> right? They everybody. You know, but North Carolina is. I like North Carolina's weather because, contrary to popular opinion here. You actually get all four seasons, and they're distinct, which is not always what you get other places. So we're complaining about weather. I've lived in places with really bad weather. I know you have, Trent. And, uh, yeah, I'll take a little I mean, you were born in Alaska, right? I was born on the planet Venus (laughs) um, and went to elementary school on Mars. I remember I was tearing it up in Juneau back in my day, crossing people over in Juneau. The worst was when he was in prison on Uranus. Uh, Wow. Okay. There we go. So it's funny that you're you're talking about where I'm from and all the rest of that. Um, This has nothing to do with anything, but I need to share with you. Nothing to do about anything. No, but it does, but it doesn't. And I'll I'll tie it together here in a minute. But Robert Bricky um, sent me, you know, in this day and age of social media and email, I think we've moved beyond responding or even reacting to spam emails. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So if you see an email and the and the title line on it is special offer, what's the likelihood you're going to click on that? N- never. Next to zero, right? None. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, I get a text that is an email that Bricky has forwarded me. And it's obviously a link to a spam email. And I'm looking at it and I looked at it again, and I looked at it a third time, and I was like, you know what? Now I understand 
Bricky and I, our generation, there must be a break. You know, Bricky's about four or five years older than I am. And I thought, okay, well, it's the difference between somebody that's in their early 50s and early and late 40s that he doesn't get. You're not supposed to react to these kind of spam emails. Mm-hmm. But then I did what I do, and I was like, screw it. And I clicked on it. He was hoping for porn. And immediately, oh, no, 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 I know my way to porn. That's no problem. I don't need any help with that. You don't need to send me He's got a direct line. So I immediately felt horrible for having thought that about Ricky. And what he had sent me was a flyer that he had gotten electronically from some men's organization. But it was a sale directly from the manufacturer on Puma Suede's. Nice. And you guys know my affinity for Puma Suede's. Well, the ad was for black and white Pumas, the black base white stripe Pumas for $20, which is a great price. I'm, we I'm, both we both looked at your shoes. He looked under the table, and I'm like, oh, those oh, are Tim's. I, I was looking Tim's for the on. African ones. No, uh, the African ones are in my closet. And oh! here's, here's the situation. I'm gonna, I, he, just, he just spoiled the punchline a little oh, bit. Oh, nice. Thanks, Trent. So I already have the black and white, and I have most color combinations. But I thought, let me just figure out what's going on here. So I went to the sale to see what else was on sale. And... Where I found myself was in an area that was not necessarily sale, but I didn't know that Puma's been doing special edition shoes where they have married up with different other product lines. And I ordered some bright, they're almost Duke Blue, but they're Puma versus Pepsi. And they have Pepsi embossed on the side of them through the logo. They are dope. So if they're colored like... They have the Duke Blue Devil colors. Are they Pepsi Zeros? That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> Do they have no soles on them? They're popped <laughs> off to the left. They're like flip flops. No, we're, we're talking about no. Yeah, we're talking about Puma, not Nike. Oh, All right. so Puma versus Pepsi. So I'm like, I have to have these, and they happen to be on sale, even though they're limited edition. But then I found my way into a series of shoes that Puma did. And they're called Power Through Peace. And different regions of the planet have their own design. So I find my way to the Peace through or Power Through Peace Europe. And they're kind of lame looking. They're yeah. busy, really busy. Then I find one that's like North Korea. And I'm like, eh, don't know if I'm the down. missiles. Don't know if I'm down for that, you know, for that fight. So then I'm looking, I'm all over the place. And Siri's trying to chime in here. That was kind of wild. I'm getting, and I I see these, and I'm like, oh, those are dope. And I click on them, and they're Power Through Peace Africa. Nice. And they're yellow, and they have all of the traditional African colors in an emblem on the side of them. And I'm like, must have them. And I put them in my cart, and I'm about to check out. And then I think, wait a minute. Am I allowed to wear these? And I had this moment, and I needed clarity. Now, Brandon, what's your snap judgment? Power through peace, Africa. It's promoting peace in Africa. My is snap the white guy allowed to wear those? My snap judge, judgment is: you're grown, man. You can wear whatever you want, but you're gonna get clowned. You're gonna get clowned a little bit. I'm just throwing that out there, man. I'm just really? saying. But I'm just saying. Is, where is the clowning gonna originate from? 
Is it going to be black folks that are like, ah, dude, you're not allowed to wear those? Is it white folks that are like, do we, that's dumb for I don't, don't want to go down some rabbit hole with this, but, you know, the original ra- African colors had a lot of meaning. You remember there was this huge push Green, black, and in red. the 80s, 90s. And so there's a lot of meaning attached to that. So yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna you know kids are not gonna even know what you're doing. They're gonna be like, oh, that's the new fly stuff. I've never even heard of it. All right. But people our age are gonna straight up clown you. Be like, wow. Trent, what was your take? If you care to share, Trent's like not touching it with a ten foot pole. So I have so many horrible comments right now. I'll just stay here. Don't have horrible comments. So I, I no, took they're jokes. My wife who's African-American, I said, hey, am I allowed to wear these? And I thought that one way or the other, her response was going to be immediate. Either she was going to be like, mm, no, or, uh, yeah, why would you even ask? But she had to, like, step back and contemplate it. And she was like, mm, yeah, I think you're good. After some thought. So, I will be rocking those shoes. Um... Without any trepidation, so I what wish was I had them on today so that you could see them. So what was the what was the reasoning? The she the, said the, she you said, are particularly enlightened, and you coexist with a black family on a daily basis. Yes, you are entitled to wear those. Okay, gotcha. So it may not be okay for just anybody. For to me, wear, which so makes if me a somebody sad. gets offended. Do you have to have like a signed note from your wife to say no? I'm sorry, I'm okay. Yeah. Do you have I've a card? That's a great question. Do you have I've a card that you can um, pull out of your wallet and be like, no, check this out? See, check because out my- many moons ago, when I was working in Indianapolis, one of the Buffalo Wild Wings was kind of in a bad neighborhood. Okay, so we got screamed at by somebody, and she was calling us a racist, and she was calling her server a racist who was white and the woman went stomping out and the server comes running down the hall. I'm not a racist. My boyfriend's black. That's probably not a great. Can you? That, that's probably not a great thing. That hold on. There. I'm just looking at the picture now. No, they're a fly. I'm not even sure. I was picturing something else. See, that's the thing is that they're understated. So unless yeah. somebody <clears throat> knows specifically what they are, then it's unlikely it's not the same as if just to we were talking about the, you know things from our past. Remember the the medallions, mm-hmm. the leather emblems that folks used to rock. Yeah, that would not be cool. That incorporates all the same colors, but it's in an understated way to the shoe. I think I would have to explain what those shoes are to most people if they wanted to know. Um, no, I think you're good. All so you around. think I'm good? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Trent has seen them, and Trent says but, no. But given your wife's reasoning, would I be able to wear them? I have to, you because of your encyclopedic knowledge of rap music. I think you're okay, Trent. You're not allowed. No. Okay. I think that's how that works. I'll have. I will. I will investigate, and I'll report <laughs> back. But my my whole thing with this is that, and I know this is a, a roundabout trip to take to the point I'm trying to make is at the combine this weekend, something odd happened. And I think that it in and of itself doesn't dispel any notion of racism, but it it brings it to the forefront. Trace McSorley, quarterback at Penn State. You guys are familiar? Hmm. Hmm? Yeah, because he was an all right college quarterback. 
Trace McSorley is a white quarterback at Penn State. He was asked at the combine, um, why don't you work out with the defensive backs? And he was like, no, not going to happen. Now, here's my thing. In days gone by, and even as, as recently as last year with Lamar Jackson, I think when that has happened, when, when, when quarterbacks have been asked to work out or whether or not they would consider playing another position, the automatic assumption has been, well, that only pertains to black quarterbacks and it's because there's some racism in the personnel evaluation departments. However, this Trace McSorley thing kind of sent me on a on a little bit of a mission. And I started looking, and it has happened with a couple of these guys. Tommy Frazier is one that I remember vividly from back Nebraska, back 20 years ago, 25 years ago. What about and, Julian Edelman? Well, that was exactly where I was going with this. Julian Edelman is a prime example of a guy, and, and I, I guess most football fans realize this at this point, Played quarterback in college. Matt Jones, who played wide receiver in the NFL, was quarterback at Arkansas. Yep. Tim Tebow was asked if he would play tight end or uh, fullback and refused to do that. This is not something that's happening in 2019 that has anything to do with all at race. And I think Trace McSorley is a prime example. Trace McSorley is not a dynamic enough thrower of the ball that he's going to play quarterback in the NFL with any regularity. He may be the third quarterback on somebody's roster for a year or two, but he's undersized, not a particularly big arm, not an accurate arm, um, sort of rode Saquon Barkley's coattails for a couple years. As, and, and, you know, Penn State had some success, but I don't think anybody ever really seriously looked at him and said, this guy is, is a potential quarterback in the NFL. Well, even Surratt at Carolina is being asked to play another position. Like, I mean, I don't know which one. I just read the headline. Gotcha. I mean, so, I mean, it's all Matt over the Castle. Board. When Matt Castle, you guys remember Matt Castle that was the heir apparent to Tom Brady, then they traded him to Kansas City. Matt Castle didn't play quarterback at USC. He played tight end. Ryan Tannehill, who is with the Miami Dolphins, played most of his, his career at Texas A&M at another position. I'll, I'll finish the thought when I get back, but I, I just want to make the, the point that everything is not what it seems. Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, two American patriots trying to make sports talk radio great again. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris Lambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, talking about a little bit of racism that's hung over in the, uh, in the world of sports. But my point about this notion that personnel departments may be more apt to ask a black quarterback to consider playing another position, I think is a common refrain, but it's just it seems to me at this point to be a false narrative. It is a false narrative. Okay. I think <clears throat> just think about when you were coming up, 
What types of dudes played quarterback? Uh, tall, slow, white guys. No. Usually it's your best athlete. Oh, you're talking about when I was coming up playing football. Yeah. Oh, yeah, best athlete, period. Your best athlete plays pitcher, right, in baseball. Quarterback, point guard, many times. And, you know, as you go up in level of competition, you're still a good athlete. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to get moved if you want to play. You're going to get moved to a different area of the game if you want to play. This is Now, I'm going to say this. Has it ever been a racist situation when a black quarterback has been moved to another position? Sure, it has. Anything anywhere close to that has happened, but I think NFL owners just want to win, dude. Well, the, the and the coaches glaring. coaches want to put their players that they've drafted in the best position possible to win. I don't think they go home at night going, God, man, I really don't want." You know, Brandon playing a running back. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't feel good about that. Well, it goes back. The, the most glaring, most obvious example of this goes back to 1978 when Warren Moon came out of the University of Washington. And Moon was a double threat quarterback there and was not drafted, was asked if he would play defensive back and refused and ultimately went to the CFL and several years later came back and was one of the all-time great quarterbacks in NFL history. That's 40 years ago. And, yeah, it was crazy that it happened. Now, there's another side note to that is that the first quarterback taken in 1978 was Doug Williams, who was another black quarterback. But that's neither here nor there. In Super this, Bowl MVP. Yes, yeah, Super Bowl MVP. Um, former head coach at Grambling, too. Uh, Doug Williams was one of my favorite players when I was a kid. That was a weird Super Bowl, too. Was, I don't want to get sidetracked, but... Oh, you're talking were, about when he was with the Redskins. I'm talking about with the, when he was with the Bucks before that. But it was a weird Super Bowl. They were getting blown up, blown out, and then they blew out. the What, Denver, I think it was? Yeah, like, thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fond memories there. Yeah. Yeah. So... Him and Timmy Smith. Timmy oh, we, Smith broke no, the uh, record that, for rushing. Was that Timmy Smith? Timmy Smith. Wow. Trust me. So aren't yeah. we – my question would be like, are we past – I mean, obviously there's going to be situations here or there, but aren't we past this, <coughs> like you said, false narrative about black athletes being asked to play different roles on teams based on the race? I think we are. And I, I think it would be a fairer conversation if we had, you know, a couple of black guys here in the studio with us today. I wish Bricky was here or somebody else – just um, put your because I on. don't want to be in in you know seeing things through you know rose colored glasses, but with quarterbacks in particular, it's hard for me to imagine in 2019 that anybody in any personnel department is looking and is like, we'd really like that guy as our quarterback if it wasn't a black guy. I, I just don't buy that. Yeah. Um, and and it you know look at it at the top of this board. I think the indisputable. Top two quarterbacks in this class are Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins. And the fact that they're black is not an issue. You used to hear back in the day there were sort of code words. You know, well, he's an athletic guy. Even up to the point of Michael Vick, I think we still heard some of that. Michael Vick is a different situation because Michael Vick – did some things very well on the football field athletically. 
The problem is Mike Vick, whether it was because of, of his inability or his unwillingness to study, never could read defense. Yeah, but when he was coming along, they still used those kind of things to describe because there still wasn't a lot of black or African-American quarterbacks in the NFL. I, I think that's And I think that's all fallen away. I don't think we, we hear about it as much. I think it has to. I think that What's Donovan it? McNabb was a big part of this. I mean, there's 96 <clears throat> jobs available if you have three quarterbacks. That's good math right? on the fly, yeah. You know, so if you see a guy that wants to be a quarterback and they're a great athlete, why not say, hey, go do this and you can make your money. I mean, well, I mean, and sometimes you got to. Wasn't Antoine Randall L. A yeah, Antoine won. He, yeah, yeah, he played quarterback at Indiana. Yep. Did anybody in this room, and maybe we should get some other opinions, think he would be a better quarterback than a what, the, the role he played, wide receiver? I mean, he what? Antoine Randall L. played in front of Antonio Brown when he was, I guess, young or rookie or whatever the case may be, right behind Heinz Ward, and he was really good at his position. Yeah. Well, look at what Pryor from uh, Ohio State now has been a wide receiver his whole time. Well, Terrell but, Pryor. And, but the thing with that is, is when Pryor came out, nobody was suggesting, hey, we want to work you out as a quarterback or as a wide receiver. That wasn't until after he had shown that he wasn't willing to put in the time. He wasn't yeah. going to get ac- any more accurate. Um, but Terrell Pryor coming out. And actually, before he came out, the notion of Terrell Pryor began when he was a senior in high school. He's Mr. Basketball and Mr. Football, two years in a row in the state of Ohio. He's one of the most ballyhooed recruits ever as a quarterback. He just never got better. And I'm saying that from the perspective of an Ohio State fan. In three years at Ohio State, never got better. He was as good as when he left as when he got there. Randall L. was up against the thing that – Hadn't been overcome yet. He was undersized. Now, whether Randall L., if in this day and age, if he'd have been looked at and been like, well, he's like Kyler Murray, I don't think so. Um, Randall L. pivoted and, and became what he was. The thing with it, when you, when you bring up Michael Vick, that's interesting. Because Michael Vick is one of the most dynamic athletes to ever put on an NFL uniform. But... The problem is that his game, as great as it was, played to the stereotypes that had been associated with the quote-unquote black quarterback. Randall Cunningham. Cunningham. You know what I'm saying? But that's how Michael Vick looked at it. But they compared him to Randall Cunningham. I think we can come up with a bunch of examples. Like Jason Seahorn played wide receiver. They switched him to cornerback. Like, I mean, is that somehow – I know, I know no, it it's just ridiculous. weird that a, a white guy is playing defensive back in the NFL. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, he got moved from position. So, I mean, it, it's happened more with African-American players. Let's just go ahead and put that out, there, that out there. But it happens to white players, and I honestly think NFL owners don't care. Not anymore. If they don't, they don't just don't care. They just want you to go help them win. I, just I hope don't. that's the case. I really do. Here's my question for you guys. You guys are getting ready for the biggest job interview of your life. You've been working since you're five years old to get into the NFL, and you've played fill-in-the-blank position. Let's say you've been a wide receiver your entire life, and you get to rookie camp or you get to the combine, and somebody says, hey, we want to check you out as a cornerback. What's your response going to be? I don't know, man. I'm tough. It's tough. 
I would want the money. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be 100% honest. But I can also see why somebody like Tebow would want to stick to his guns and like play the position that he's always wanted to play. You know what I mean? I can yeah, see that. I don't think wide receiver and cornerback are that different. So let's, let's just okay, go let's say they let's said quarterback you're safety. a wide receiver your whole career and they wanted you to become a middle linebacker. Oh, well, that know, would be a little bit I'll, tougher. I'll give, you, I'll, give you, I'll give you the example. Scott Frost who is now the head coach at his alma mater, University of Nebraska, played safety in the NFL for the New York Jets and maybe somebody else, but I know he played for the Jets. He was a quarterback at at Nebraska. Let's say somebody asked you to make the same change. We want to move you from your position of quarterback. We want you to play safety in the NFL. What would your reaction be? Brandon said he'd be resistant. And I respect that. Where, where are you? I would have that? to evaluate it, and if I really looked at it, saying I could stick to my guns and probably maybe do a little bit in the NFL, but these people think that I could be even better. Well, then I'm going to work my butt and use the knowledge that I have to be the best safety in the NFL. Interesting. The problem is, is I think the I think people think that if you make that move from quarterback, then you're ruined forever for, like, being a quarterback. Like, wasn't there a guy named um, – Well, look at Taysom look. Hill. I mean, Taysom Hill is playing all over the field for the Saints, but he's still, I'm sure, if you were to ask him, he'd tell you I'm a quarterback. To get into the NFL, shoot, be. I would be just on the kickoff team. I would be a special – I would be the best darn special team player in the world, Terrell Davis. And go and kick butt and take names to get my opportunity. It's easy. It's easy for us to sit here today and say this. I respect Brandon being candid. He's like, man, I don't know. I did that my whole life. I want to feel. I think I'd come down in the middle, and I'd be like, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll take some reps at safety. But in my head, I would always be when I get a chance to sling that ball around. They're gonna know I can do this. At the the problem level. with the Penn know. State quarterback is his numbers at the combine were horrible. If he went and ran against the cornerbacks, he would be even exposed even worse. Well, there you are. They said he underperformed in everything. That's never a a good outcome in any situation. All right, you're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Central North Carolina. We'll see you after the break. Thanks for hanging out. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with Remax Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, 
money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. <coughs> Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And now, from Sanford, North Carolina, Chris Lambert and Brandon Atkins. I got money, I got fame, fast cars and everything, yeah. Oh. All right, welcome back from Chief Seas, Chris Lambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, and we are joined by a special guest. Steve Perdue and Andre Jacobs. And it's a good thing you guys are here because normally we're less members of the press than we are uneducated observers. So it's good to get some good adult supervision in here where you can get us on the right track and be like, you guys are stupid. Thank so God. Before the break, we were having a conversation about these guys that get to the combine and then. Hey, are by asked, the way, can I say up? go yeah, jackets? Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Jacket alumni right here. Dude, hey, only one in the room, by the way. Hey, before we before we get into that, I gotta say he comes in rocking full on yellow jackets athletics. Now, two observations with that. One, if you look at that wall with all that gear over there. There's something missing. I need a yellow jacket helmet to go over there. We can make that happen. Cool. No that's that's all I needed to hear. The only concern that I have is that might be the coolest piece of paraphernalia we have here, except for Brandon's whaler's hat. Yeah. Trent, it's is that fly. not the coolest piece of, of gear you've seen it's lately? It's pretty fly. It's pretty nice. For those of you that can't see it, it's a green and white trucker cap. <coughs> And he probably played 60 bucks for it at the team store. I, and I, I got to tell you who you are talking with. I, one t- when I, I was class of 92, and I tore Gay Stadium up one time having to do stadium steps because I was on the <laughs> soccer team and I was in charge of bringing the balls on a away game and I forgot them. So they made me run stadiums. But that was my Gay Stadium you story. You forgot to take the balls on the road. Well, as a, I was a senior. I was a captain and stuff like that. So I know every bit of of y'all stadium, I know there's been a lot of upgrades over the years, but anyway, that's my history with the the stadium. <laughs> got got to bring the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of kind of critical, man. So my question to you, as a lifetime football guy, if you had spent your entire life from the age of five playing quarterback, you get to your most important job interview ever, and some personnel guys like, hey player, why don't you go over there with the defensive backs for a little bit? How would you react? So I think you got to look at it as they're telling you for a reason. They think you can do it. They're going to pay you 